I never saw such a woman. She would certainly be a fearsome thing to behold. Ladybird. Well, I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Well, I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Film Girlies podcast. It's Emily and Fiona here, and it's just the two of us today. Wow! OGs only. OGs only. No special guests, which we've had for the past couple weeks, which we enjoyed. We hope you've been enjoying it as well and definitely want to continue doing in the future. But it's just your girlies today. We are in true Film Girlies fashion. We are doing our Movie May wrap-up at the end of June. Because <laughs> we recorded the other episodes and then realized, hey, we never did this. So we should. We want you all to know that we really did mean to record this a few weeks ago, but we decided Across the Spider-Verse was a priority. And you guys were. And it weren't. was. <laughs> and, and it was, for that. Mm-hmm. This was so good. I love you all dearly, but that movie is fantastic. And I needed to see it. I really just needed to see it. It was so good. So good. So good. Go watch Across the Spider-Verse if you have the chance. The best multiverse movie in theaters right now. I completely agree. And go, yeah, go see it in a theater. I feel like that is, this isn't an Across the Spider-Verse episode, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Um, it's, It's a movie that needs to be seen in a theater, I think. Like, you're doing yourself an injustice if you wait until you can watch it on your laptop. I don't know. I just think you need, you just need to go see it in a theater. It's so good. I love it. I've seen it three times now in the theater, and it's just as good every time. That's amazing. Anyways, Fiona, are you ready to talk about our movie May? Yes, you mean my movie May and your movie May fail. Hey, unless, you know what, maybe it wasn't a fail. If the loyal fans of our podcast could tell me if the Hunger Games was at all filmed in Alberta. Please hit me up. Or if you could just lie to me and say, yes, Emily, it was filmed in Alberta. Uh, or Legally Blonde. Or Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm like stretching no. here. Oh my gosh, no, we can stretch this for Guardians. We can we stretch can? it. Nathan, Nathan Fillion, who's in Guardians <gasps> of the Galaxy, is from Edmonton. That count. We're going to make that count. We're going to make We're going to make it count. We're going to make it count, and then I win. Okay, and, so, so I did succeed. Fail. We there was, so I lied, because when I posted the challenge, I said I was going to watch a movie for every day of May and watch a movie from these four categories. But um, May was a little cuckoo in Emily land. So that didn't happen, <laughs> um, but I did. I did watch like a decent amount of like we got off to a really strong start. You know what I mean? After that, it definitely went a little like no, not at all. Like we aren't we weren't watching movies, but that's okay. That's fine. Um, but I did fulfill the four categories. If we like Fiona said, Nathan Fillion is my savior. It counts. Today. It counts. We might as well start with home, home pro- province, home city then. Do you want to discuss Guardians of the Galaxy first? Yes. He's only in the... Is he in the first one? He's on, Nathan Fillion's only in the third one. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, I don't think he's in the first one. I think he's just in the third one. Yeah. Don't, like, kill me, okay? I have a bad memory. <laughs> um, okay, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was 
magnificent. It decked me totally. We saw this together. We see a lot of new releases together. Yeah. And I I spent so much of that movie crying. Fiona cried in the first 30 seconds. Baby raccoon. Baby raccoon, he's so tiny. He's so baby. Like, what oh the hell? I'm going to cry thinking about it. We have to move on. Quick. Hurry up. <laughs> a little CGI. But honestly, I just thought it was a fantastic way to wrap up the Guardians trilogy. Um, it's always been one of my favorite trilogies in the MCU. I always feel like the comedy in that trilogy just always landed a lot better than it did in some of the other trilogies. It was the most consistent in terms of quality. And just story-wise, I loved where it ended and where the characters were left off. I was really satisfied with the ending, like crying and weeping, especially, oh my gosh, that two scenes specifically in this movie that I love are the no sleep till Brooklyn action scene. Amazing. I was just so hyped in the theater. I was like, yes, this is amazing. I, I'm not like, I don't really go into the Marvel movies for the action sequences, which is kind of like, like, why are you there then? I'm, I'm, I'm a girly who likes the emotional hook, but I loved that. I loved that action scene. It had me really hyped. I really loved it. And then the finale with the dog days are over. I won't spoil anything. I will just say that the use of that song was so smart and really effective. And I really liked it. Fiona, do you want to talk any, do you want to say anything about Guardians 3? No, I think you covered most of my thoughts. It was really good. I really liked it. I think, I don't think I will ever watch it again because it was literally traumatizing. Like, oh my God. Um, But also I think if I watched it again, I'd find, I think Adam Warlock was really stupid. Oh my God. That was awful. The gold face paint. Will Poulter, this is not about you, baby girl. Love you to death. I hope you do incredible things. I heard you were going to be in season two of The Bear and I genuinely considered watching the entire show for you. So that that's that on that. Um, but yeah, you that was bad. I'm sorry. You should have said something to James Gunn. Yeah, those like the whenever he was flying or whatever, and you just got like a close up oh, shot God. of his face. I wanted to die. Fiona and I were laughing in the theater. It was so silly, goofy. That was my main critique. I just thought the, yeah. I thought there was a nice send off to Guardians, but I didn't think they needed. I'm gonna, I was going to say they didn't need new characters, but Cosmo the dog is probably the most important thing to ever happen to me. So, yeah, this didn't need Adam Warlock. Yeah, no, we didn't. It, he just didn't con- contribute too much to the story anyway. So, yeah, could have could have done without. Yeah. I just can't get over how bad he looked. And that was the issue, that Elizabeth Debicki was, like, played his mother in the film, and she looked normal. Like, she looked fine. She looks stunning because it's Elizabeth Debicki, so you can't not look stunning if you're her. But poor baby Adam looked, like, rough. Like, he looked like a child that had gotten into the gold face paint. Yes. He was getting, like, junior high production of Wizard of Oz (laughs) with, like, the face paint. Like, silver in the Wizard of Oz, but gold in this case. Yeah. It was bad. It was just really bad. Love him to death, but yeah, Guardians Three is very good. I think it only if you, it's. I think it's only good if you have an attachment to the Guardians. If you don't have an attachment like we do, you're probably not going to have the best time because I think it really no. relies on that. And I think if mm-hmm. you're not distracted by how sad you are, you're going to realize a lot of issues with them. My main issue with the movie is mm-hmm. that spoiler alert for Guardians Three. Um, this is your last morning. Gamora and Peter didn't end up together and I literally want to tear like I can feel myself tearing up thinking about it like it's like so painful to me I don't know why but like it makes me sick to my stomach 
Yeah, and I think I was also upset about that. I think it was necessary for their character arcs to finish without them being no. together, but I no, Fiona No, it wasn't. I thought it was. I think they needed to discover more of who they were. No, they're so they need them together. Like it's like not even funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, Fiona. I'm so it's sorry. It's so traumatizing. I thought it was gonna get one. Th- I just wanted one thing. Like I literally wanted one thing, and I couldn't even get that. So James Gunn, you are my enemy for enemy. multiple reasons. But that, like, you've done worse things than that, definitely. But like, you're yes. my main. You're like that's the main reason you're my enemy. Number one on Fiona's hit list currently because of that specifically. Fiona, would you like to talk about what you watched that was actually filmed in Alberta? Yes, I watched Brokeback Mountain for the first time as my Alberta pick. Um, Controversial take on the podcast, I did not love it the way I thought I was going to love it. Like, I thought it was, like, really well filmed and, like, made, and the performances were really good. But, like, I was just, like, I think it's my genuine, like, general dislike for cowboys. I couldn't get into the movie as much as I wanted to, which was disappointing. Um, But... Yay, Alberta. Yay, mountains. Woo. Yeah. I was going to say, why do you, you're in Alberta and you can't distaste cowboys. I literally go to school in Calgary. Just kidding. And I, it's embarrassing. The cowboy energy wasn't all too much. And I also, I don't know, something about, I just like didn't, it didn't click with me, which I'm very disappointed about because I really wanted it to. But I think it's still very good. I liked it. I'm extremely excited to see Pedro Almodovar's I don't know if I said that right. Probably not. The short, his short film which he's calling a response to Brokeback Mountain starring Ethan Hawke and Pedro Pascal. That's important to me. Our second category for Movie May, which this isn't in order. I'm just picking random ones. Pick one. Was to watch a movie in a foreign language. Fiona, what did you watch and what language is it in? (sighs) Okay, so this is a little bit cheating. It's a trilogy. I watched the first one in May, and I've watched this. I watched the second two in the trilogy this past weekend. So I'll try to focus on the first one. But I watched Three Colors Blue, which is a French film by a Polish director. I think it's Krzysztof Kieślowski. I don't know if that's a hundred percent right, so I'm so sorry. I do not speak Polish. Um, but it's a trilogy called Three Colors. So the first one is Three Colors Blue, which I watched in May, and then there's also Three Colors White and Three Colors Red. Um, I recommend watching them in that order. I think they build off each other really well. It's supposed to represent the French flag, so the three colors of the French flag. And then each film also represents one of like France is like big, like I forget what the the term is, but it's like liberté, fraternité, uh, liberté, equality and fraternity so like liberty equality and fraternity and so the first film three colors blue is about liberty and it's about a woman whose husband and daughter die in a car accident which she survives and it's about her trying to um both like escape and like i guess like free herself liberate herself from the memories she has attached with her family and the life she had um and while also dealing with things she's learning about her husband's past after his death. And so it's Juliette Binoche is the like lead the protagonist, and she is absolutely incredible in this movie. Um, it has, I think you'd really like this part, Emily. It has like this really cool motif where um, when she is out and about in her day trying to like live her like new life and she's reminded of something that like sends her back kind of into her brain. 
it's kind of like just like the movie like pauses almost and it plays like this beautiful score over top of her like thinking basically and then it like kind of cuts back in and you realize no time has passed and it's her like representing like her like falling back I guess in her old life almost um I think yeah Three Colors Blue was like absolutely incredible I thought it was really really well done um the second one I didn't like as much I would like to say it's not because it was a male lead but I think it definitely was (laughs) and Julie Delby is in the second one yeah it's about a man and it takes place more in Poland so I didn't like it as much and then Three Colors Red was like a bit life-changing honestly it was a really beautiful way to wrap up the series and I thought it was just I I don't know I can't even explain it because I don't want to like spoil why I loved it so much and that's part of like like, I don't want to spoil the movie by like saying why I loved it and like the reason I loved it is like the way it wrapped itself up in the end but I highly recommend these three films each of them obviously um are like color graded beautifully with like the corresponding color of like their title because of course um and yeah I really love the whole trilogy Uh, the third one's definitely my favorite but for movie may I will be doing three colors blue so sorry what was the order to watch them in again you said blue white red so it's order of release as well if that helps okay that yes that is great awesome well that sounds really interesting I definitely want to check it out um do you want to hear what I watched yes please so I watched the cat returns which is a film directed by Hiroyuki Morita, which is a Japanese name, so I do apologize if I did not pronounce it right. And it is a Studio Ghibli film. It is Ghibli Ghibli. I've heard people pronounce it both ways. I don't know which one is correct. Please educate me on that. Um, It's one of the only Studio Ghibli films not directed by Hayao Miyazaki, who's directed like Spirited Away and My Neighbor Totoro, and Hell's Moving Castle, which I all love. Spirited Away. Have you seen Spirited Away? No, I have not. I That movie genuinely transfixed me for the entire two-hour runtime. I watched it at a social event for music majors in, like, December, I think. It was really fun. It was a really fun time. But it was such... Like, transfixed me. It was amazing. And... The night I was going to watch this, I knew I wanted to watch something kind of fun. Um, And I also wanted to get my foreign language requirement out of the way. So I picked this one because it looked really fun. And I really like cats. So it centers around Haru. She's a schoolgirl. She's kind of bored with her life. And then one day she saves this cat from getting run over by a car. And then everything in her life kind of changes And she becomes a cat princess for a while and gets transported into the cat world. It was a ride. Can I say I 110% enjoyed it? Probably not, which is unfortunate. But I I do think I had, I had a good, I had like an okay time. You know what I mean? Like it was, I wasn't expecting a lot because I didn't know too much about it going in. But it was, you know, it was a little weird, but I don't know. If you're looking for something a little different, um, then I'd recommend that. So, I don't, I don't know. I, I watched this one a bit, like, a while ago, so I don't remember too much about it, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's on Netflix. So, cool. that's that was my foreign language pick. Good pick. I like it. Thank you. Shall we talk about what we picked out for each other? 
Okay, so the movie Emily picked for me to watch was Carmen. Carmen came out in 2022. I'm assuming at some film festival. It felt like a film festival film. Um, but it was uh, playing at our local theater, Metro Cinema. I love you. See you tomorrow night. Um, Emily wanted to see this because she loves opera, and I wanted to see it because Paul Mescal is in it. And if you did not know, I love Paul Mescal a lot. My baby girl. My personal one and only. I act like I haven't called like 40 different people baby girl in the last half hour. <laughs> anyway. Um, yes, yeah, so Carmen was very interesting. I really, I liked it. Sometimes I think about it and it's like a little off-putting. Um, it's like I found some of the dialogue to be weird, but I talked about it. I don't know if I told you about this, Emily. I talked about it with my friend Natalie, who loves this film. She thought it was excellent. And she read the strange dialogue as a surrealist type of deal, sort of. So the whole film exists in kind of like the surrealist realm, I guess you could say, where like some of the writing, not the strongest, but if you place it like that, it makes more sense. Along with a lot of like flashback intercut sequences that kind of throw you out of the main story into like thinking about like what else is happening behind the scenes of this or what happened before that, like to these characters before the film began. Um, yeah, it's about a. It's about Carmen, who is who leaves her home in Mexico and illegally passes in to the States. And then her and BFF boyfriend, Paul Mescal, who I can't remember the name of in the film, um, are just on the run, kind of sort of figuring out how her life fits into his in this new country she is in. Um, the music is very stunning in this movie. The dancing is absolutely gorgeous. I thought it was a great pick for Miss Emily because it was just super, yeah, it was just super interesting. I thought it was very fun to watch. The choreography is amazing. Melissa Barrera is incredible in this movie. She was very good. So was Paul Mescal, even though he sounds Irish. I love him to oh, death. I don't think yeah. he can do wrong, but he sounds Irish. No, his American accent is not good. He needs to fire his dialect coach. Or he can just never take an American role again. That's fine with me too. He can keep his Irish accent. It's hot. Yeah, no, it's it's a great it's a great accent. I love we love the Irish here at the Film Girlies podcast. I loved Carmen. I thought it was I, I again. I don't think everything worked for me. There was one specific scene where he was in a boxing ring and there was some rapping. And was I super on board with it? I wasn't, unfortunately. But I do think it was beautiful and it was almost a musical which I wasn't expecting but it ended up happening I will however say that to say this movie is based on Bizet's Carmen is a very large stretch I don't see any resemblance in terms of the plot lines at all but I've also heard people say like people have said because I did a lot of googling into this after we watched the movie and i saw people say that it was based on the opera and then other people say that it wasn't based off the opera it was based off a short story that was written about the opera so i don't know where the source material was coming from i don't know it was just that's my like one complaint i think carmen would make a really cool movie and i don't think this was carmen as a movie but if i look at it aside from like, if I separate it from the opera itself, I think it was really strong and a well-done movie, and I recommend you go see it. 
I'm proud of you for separating it. Thank you. It's very difficult for me because I'm annoying. I love you for it. Thank you so much. Fiona made me watch, not made me watch. I was going to watch it anyway, but the Batman and we did an entire episode about it. So if you're curious to hear what I thought, what Fiona thought, what our dear friend Owen thought about it, there is an entire episode waiting for you. So go listen to that. Yeah, if you want to hear the Batman thoughts, you have to go listen to our other podcast episode. We are shamelessly plugging that. So why wouldn't we? It's our own podcast. We can plug whatever we want. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's the secret. Those are the friend picks. The secret Batman episode you have to go listen to if you want the real tea. And now it's time for unusual genre. Emily, would you like to take it away? Yes, I, again, I didn't watch a specific movie for this one. I just looked at what I watched in May and decided to pick which one was the most unusual. And in May, I watched probably the most unusual or unusual for me thing that I watched was Alexander the Grape, which was directed by Jim Henson, who is, a lot of you may know, is like the creator and... Muppets person, Jim Henson, Muppets guy. And it was, I found it on movie. I was looking for something short and sweet. And it's basically about this about this grape and he wants to be a watermelon. And it's four minutes long. And actually most of it is just, it's cause it's unfinished. It's an animated short film that was not finished. And most of it is just storyboards, which actually was kind of cool. Um, I'd never, Again, because I'm not just not educated on it. I'm, I'm not, I wasn't super aware of like what the process behind animation looks like. And to see the storyboards, like it would cut the beginning and the ending were mostly finished, but a lot of the middle was just a storyboard. To, so to see the process and how, like, and especially towards the end, looking at the shots that were at the end and thinking, oh, I wonder what the storyboard for this one looked like. So that was probably my most unusual or out of character pick for movie May for me. But I thought it was, I had a, I had a fun little time with this. I think it was, it was really cute. And at the end he learns to be himself, which is such a, you know, be yourself. You know what? If you're a grape, be a grape. If you're a watermelon, be a watermelon. That's just how it is, man. <laughs> That's just how life is. And yeah, that was, that was that. It was, a, it was a fun little time. Fiona, what did you watch that was out of usual for you? I am going to change Emily's sweet be a grape, be a grape vibe um, to something completely different. A movie called, it's a short film, so that's unusual for me. And it's also about kung fu. I'm not, a, I really enjoy those movies. I just don't watch many kung fu movies. Um, it's called Kung Fury. Um, it's about kung uh, the I believe yeah a man named Kung Fury who is the Kung Fu master of the universe who has to go back in time to stop the most I'm reading the letterbox synopsis here he needs to go back in time to stop the most dangerous Kung Fu master criminal of all time Adolf Hitler and so he goes back and Kung Fu fights Hitler um, this film is absolutely hilarious it is the one of the most insane things i've ever seen my dad was absolutely set on watching it one night and so we did 
and it is so funny it's only like a half hour long i think um it moves so quick all of the side characters are hilarious it takes itself so seriously but it's like genuinely so stupid but it's so much fun so that was my unusual pick kung fury is hilarious i recommend it if you just want to kill a half hour and yeah it's so funny as so many just like stupid lines and the whole plot in general is just a little bit insane and i love them for it yeah that's amazing that actually sounds like a really fun time and it reminds me of this movie i watched again it was my dad's pick but it's called kung fu hustle and it's on it's a full-length movie but it's on it was on netflix i don't know if it still is directed by stephen chow i love you stephen chow it My is, dad watched Kung Fu Hustle. It yeah. is so funny. It is hilarious. It is amazing. Go watch it if you want a teehee. And if you want some fun martial arts, it is so fun. I highly recommend it. Oh yeah, it's on your watch list, Fiona. Go watch uh, Yes, I'm very excited to see it. I A few years ago, my dad and I were doing our monthly scroll through all of Netflix. After We watch a movie and then we spend like an hour going through Netflix to see what there is. And we found this movie called The Mermaid, which is also directed by Stephen Chow. And, you know, Netflix used to play, like, these little, like, 30-second clips of movies on, like, the TV app. And so we watched a clip of it, and we were so enthralled by it that we put on the movie. And to this day, it's one of my favorite comedy movies of all time. It is, like, a really, really messed up take on The Little Mermaid. Like, it's barely The Little Mermaid, but, like, it sort of is. It's so funny. Oh my god. I love it. Well, Fiona, did you have did you watch anything else in Movie May? Um, I did actually. I'll do a quick I'm just gonna do a quick run through everything I saw. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, started off very strong. I watched Pitch Perfect at the start of May. Excellent movie. Jesse, hit me up, please. Then um the flight I was on had After Sun and Ladybird. And so I thought I did not have enough time for to do a double feature. So I just watched Lady Bird. Once again, excellent. Then I rewatched Guardians of the Galaxy. And then I was going through something. Don't ask. I watched Before Sunrise. <laughs> again. Um, then I did a little Ben Affleck air moment. Um, air is excellent. Okay, maybe not excellent. It's just kind of stupid fun dad movie. I, rec- I would recommend it if you just... If you think Ben Affleck's cool and you like seeing him in silly outfits... Um, then go for it. It's a really good, stupid corporate movie. We talked about Guardians 3, talked about Batman, talked about Kung Fury, saw Twilight in the movie theater. So much fun. Excellent experience. Everyone cheered when Charlie Swan came on screen in the theater. That was pretty funny. As they should. Um, talked about those ones. I watched True Romance in the movie theater as well. Another epic movie. I loved it. The best part is that it had this weird soundtrack that kept replaying that sounded like Under the Sea from Little Mermaid. But it's like a dirty crime Tarantino Tony Scott movie. And it's like the music under the sea makes no sense. I love it anyway. It's excellent. And then I watched See How They Run, like the silly little whodunit with Sam Rockwell and Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse killed it because she is mother of all. She is excellent. She's the only good part of the movie. The rest is fine. And then, last one, I watched Memories of Murder, which is Bong Joon-ho's movie from 2003 it is life-changing spectacular amazing made me stare at the wall for a few hours afterwards absolutely incredible i loved it 
Emily, would you like to do a run through of what you watched? Yes, I will gladly do a run through. I started off May with the entire Hunger Games series. <laughs> we all know that the best movie of the Hunger Games series is Catching Fire. I've already yep. talked about that. We're moving on. Then I watched two bad short films, Heart Shot, which is on Netflix and Not Me, which I found on YouTube. And all the short films I ever find on YouTube are bad. So if you see a one on YouTube that isn't bad, let me know. <laughs> then I watched The Cat Returns, which I talked about. I watched Andrea Arnold's Wuthering Heights, which I have a lot of opinions about, but I will get into. I think I talked briefly on the podcast, on our book to movie podcast about that. So if you want my thoughts, go there. I watched the first Guardians of the Galaxy again to prepare and enjoyed it. Had a great time. Watched Alexander the Great, which I talked about. Legally Blonde I watched again because I love Legally Blonde. Elle Woods, you do no wrong. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which we talked about. Are You There, It's Are you there, God, It's Me, Margaret, which was on my top five most anticipated for the year. Uh, didn't live up to the hype completely, but that's okay. Then I watched The Batman and Carmen, which I already talked about. I watched, this isn't a movie, but it's a pro shot of Falsettos, which was on Broadway in 2016, 2015, I can't remember. And it's amazing. It's so good. If you haven't seen the pro shot, it's on YouTube. It's so good. Like it is, it's amazing. It is one of my favorite musicals ever. Go watch it. And that was it for me. That was totally it for me. For me. Nice. Good month. I think we both had solid movie mates. Yeah, in the movie aspect, May was fantastic. Uh, don't ask about anything else. Thanks. I also saw the Eras tour in May, and so that counts as a movie in itself. Well, I think that wraps up our movie May, Fiona. Do you think so? I think so. I'm trying to think if I had anything else to share with the class. No, I don't have anything else to share. Please share your movie Mays with us in the comments on our posts or just DM us. We love talking to you all um i think that's yeah i think that's it let us know your favorite also let us know your favorite picks from our movie may yes please please do stay tuned next episode we're going to be talking about asteroid city wes anderson's newest feature which recording emily and fiona have not seen yet but they will see in two days from now so that's very exciting and we can't wait for you to join us then Thank you so much for listening once again. We hope you had a lovely time with us. We love you very, very much. You are all honorary film girlies in our hearts. Um, we hope you had a wonderful movie, May. And another awesome, I can't think of a word for film that starts with a J. So just a nice, lovely June as well. Have a jolly June and a wonderful Barbenheimer July. Barbenheimer! 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 Best movie July of our lives. Best movie June? No. Best movie July, yes. Absolutely. Okay, well, that's all from us. We will see you next week. Bye! Bye!